0: Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah, yeah. pump fake
1: right, then I step back in illusion. lose that's a boss move, maneuver, billionaire, entrepreneur, mark Cuban on the viewer. put you rookies on a skewer, I say shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer, used yeah. to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer, yeah. what you saying to me, I hope you save it for me, I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony. Hi, welcome to the Mainstream mass Podcast, this is your host Will, I'm joined here by my co-host Sharon. What is up, guys? Today, we're going to be going through some of the news that has came out surrounding the Mavs and just like the NBA in general. Um, Actually, tomorrow, I believe at either 2 or 3 p.m. Eastern time, the NBA schedule fully comes out. So that's actually a decent bit of news for the first time in a while that we'll be able to really like fully analyze and dive deep into. We'll be doing that on tomorrow's pod. But today, we'll be going uh, through... The schedule leaks that have came out for the Mavs, they're going to be playing the Phoenix Suns on opening night at Phoenix, uh, the rematch of the playoff series. So obviously very psyched for that. Mavs fans on Twitter already posting the Luka Devin Booker memes. Uh, you know, that's sort of the pinnacle in terms of who you'd want to play to open the season. Would you agree, Jern?
0: uh yeah like the i think that this is the nba trying to force a little rivalry uh um, yeah and it, it's fun like i enjoy it so
1: yeah and then the mavericks will be playing the lakers on christmas day in dallas and then two days later they'll jalen brunson will come back from new york to play the mavericks on december 27th in dallas as well as that we'll be going through the mavericks actually made two moves very subtle moves they just had basically two training camp invites they invited McKinley Wright the fourth, and, um, who was on the Iowa Wolves of the G League team, um, of the G League last year. And he played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He only played five games. I believe he was drafted sometime last year, or I have to verify that. And then undrafted um, forward slash center slash big man kind of Mamadou Gaye out of Pittsburgh. Hopefully I'm saying that right.
0: It's Gui or Guy, I don't know.
1: Yeah. But anyhow, we'll be going through them really quickly, and then we'll be getting into our newest game that we have sort of created here, um, our installment of Hookah Magic. Um, essentially, it's going to be a uh, spin-the-wheel game, and I'm going to have a slew of hot, tape, uh, hot topics for, um, and just questions for Jaren to answer. He can't really elaborate. He only has 30 seconds to answer them. And whatever we spin the wheel on, we already have these topics pre-made. He's going to have to answer. But before we do that, here is an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, Jaron. so getting into it. So starting with McKinley Wright the fourth year, this is a guy that was undrafted last year, as, we, as you just recently searched up for me, as I did not know in the intro. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he played 18 games for the Iowa Wolves of the G League last year. He averaged 19 points a game. Uh, almost eight assists a game, um, shot 34% from three, and had about two steals a game and almost a block per game. This was a guy that was first team all defense in the Pac-12 a couple years ago. I believe he played at Colorado, correct?
0: Yes, he did, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, despite only being five foot eleven, this guy actually has shown some defensive versatility at that point guard position. Um, I admittedly have not watched much, if any, tape on – Mamadou Gaia or McKinley Wright. But um, it is intriguing to me that McKinley Wright, um, even at his uh, small frame, um, is so good defensively. That definitely gives me hope that, you know, that's, you know, it's obviously likely that that's because, you know, he's really quick, has really good intangibles, things of that nature. But, you know, that's definitely a player the Mavericks don't really have on this roster. And I'm not saying that he's, anywhere close to even being on the active roster or, you know, you know, I'm sure he's going to be one of those guys pining for that two-way spot. I don't know about yeah. the actual roster, but you never know. Uh, with his playmaking and defensive uh, defensive ability, you know, we both really haven't watched much tape on these guys, but what do you think we could see out of him next year?
0: Yeah. Like uh, in, in terms of McKinley, right? Like I think this guy has the higher chance of making the the two-way or last roster spot. I mean, who knows at this point uh he like he's a smaller guard he's 5'11 but he has really good size for how tall he is he's a 192 pounds and he's like 23 almost 24 here in a few months but yeah like I, I think a defensive guard is someone that the Mavericks don't really have like you can you can say Frank Nilekina but how much does Frank give you uh and this guy you know just going off of G-League stats, it looks like he has a little bit of a developed offensive game as well. Uh, now, I'm not saying that this guy is, like, our next Trey Burke by any means or anything like that. But, you know, two st- almost two steals a game and a block a game, like, that that's something you can work off of. He does seem uh,
1: like he kind of plays like Trey Burke, like, just if we're looking, like, on paper, like, mediocre to okay three-point shooter. Uh, yeah. Really good distributor, but you could see that being hindered in the NBA because of the uh, extreme length of other teams. You know that might be a little easier in the G League. Just a really quick guy who gets after on defense as much as he can at his size. Probably a better yeah. defender than Trey Burke. Like um,
0: I don't, I don't know this guy's tangibles. I don't know, uh, like what his wingspan is or anything like that. I
1: actually just looked it up. He has a six foot five wingspan. So that's you what. Know, that's that, that's promising. That's not. That's pretty good for his size.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Sitting at 5'11", yeah, like, that's actually pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned in uh, in the intro, he played five games for the Wolves, or Timberwolves, I should say. Uh, I don't really know how he did in those five games. I'm sure he just got garbage time minutes. Uh, but one thing that was definitely prioritized about this guy, like, if you could circle one thing about this guy, was his defense. And that's one thing that does show up on the stats.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really just think it'll be interesting to see how his playmaking and shooting translates to the NBA level. I think that'll kind of determine if he gets that last two-way spot or even that last roster spot at this point with, you know, the sort of how slowly this, like, free agency trade period is winding down with, like, us not even knowing if Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell even gets moved before training camp. It almost seems it's like – uh, more likely that both of them won't get moved by this point. So um, with that being said, you know, if the Mavericks don't make any moves, I could – this is one of the guys that has been invited to training camp so far out of the two. With, yeah. you know, I guess you're te- technically talking about Tyler Dorsey, but he already has a two-way spot secured. Um, That I could see Pining to actually make that last roster spot or, um, you know, a two-way spot. But we'll just have to see. He's still young, Um, even though he's, you know – a senior uh, guy who came out a little later. You know, he's already about to be 24, still young. But we'll just have to see how some of his uh, offense translates to the NBA. Uh, so real quick about Mamadou Gaye, forward out of Pittsburgh. He's about 6'9", slimmer guy, around like 215. But he has a seven-foot-three wingspan, shot 37% from three last year, around 8.6 points per game. Uh, this guy definitely seems like more of a project guy from what I can tell. Just, you know, I don't really know too much about him, but it just seems as if how much the offense translates is going to kind of make or break, you know, if he's going to be able to make any sort of impact at the NBA level or if he'll be able to make – um, a, get on a two-way for the Mavericks or anything of that nature. But uh, I'm excited to see him in uh, training camp and preseason for sure.
0: Yeah, like this guy – uh Really like honestly, good size. I feel like he's gonna he's more of a forward than a center. Uh but one thing's for sure is he has elite shot blocking, pretty good uh three-point shooting for what he's given. I, I don't again, I don't know what this guy's wingspan is or anything like that, but he's kind of more touted as like a G League guy. At, he has a seven foot three top. wingspan. Seven three. Oh, that you yeah. said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh he's kind of more touted at like a as a G league guy and could possibly bounce in between the two way that's kind of what I'm seeing but I think that this is a this is a guy we could see in training camp I think for sure you know he's gonna be kind of a project guy he's probably gonna play quite a bit in those preseason games whenever it gets down to the third and fourth quarter but I the that's why like I think McKinley Wright has a higher chance of making the active roster as a two- way or that last roster spot more than this guy. But who knows? Like, I mean, I, I think he's twenty three years old, might be twenty four. I feel like he had a long stint in college., uh, but he he played some pretty good games for the Pittsburgh Panthers. So I guess we'll we'll see what he does in training camp,
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, so anyways, moving on to. What we have next is between Sean Sharania and Mark Stein, they basically reported some of the Mavericks' more important games for this upcoming season. And there's been schedule leaks all morning, last night. But the whole full NBA schedule actually comes out tomorrow at uh, 2 or 3 p.m., I believe, like we said earlier. So, you know, we can evaluate the full schedule. We won't be doing, like, record predictions based off the schedule or, like, going game by game. You know, we can do, like, record predictions, but we won't go. Game by game, and you know, say the Mavericks are going to win this because I mean, there's just too much variety in the NBA. You never know what's going to happen. There's no point in doing that. But just looking at some of the more notable games here um, that got kind of reported over the weekend, what are you most excited for out of these three games? The Mavericks Lakers, uh, the Mavericks versus Lakers game at the AAC on Christmas, the Mavericks versus Suns rematch in Phoenix on October 19th to tip off the season for the Mavericks or Jalen Brunson's return to Dallas on December 27th.
0: So uh, let me just say this. I'm excited for all three. We finally get a Christmas day game back in Dallas. Uh, we get to see Jalen Brunson, unfortunately in a Knicks jersey in Dallas, but that'll be fun to watch. And then it, I think if this game was in Dallas, I'd be way more hyped for it, but because it's in Phoenix, it's like, like, yes, I'm hyped for it, but I, I'm not going to put it as my, as, as the, the most important game out of these three. I'm going to put that Knicks one just because it's in Dallas. I believe it's their first matchup and I don't, I don't know what the, if there's going to be booze, I don't know if it's going to be warmed hearts clapping. I don't know what's going to, I don't know what it's going to be like in Dallas. I feel like some of the fans, you know, might boo some of the fans that really know what happened, might just, you know, let it go. And once we see that, uh thank you, Jalen Brunson video, I, I think it might be all good. But I, I guess, like, we just – we don't know what Dallas would be like. I feel like there's going to be kind of a mix of both. But I think that's the game that I'm most excited for.
1: No, I tend to agree with you on that. Um Definitely second would have to be the Christmas Day game. Yeah. You yeah. know, even though most fans are pining for, oh, the Mavericks should be playing the Suns on Christmas Day, you know. Just the fact that they're in Dallas on Christmas Day is a blessing in itself. Us getting a Christmas Day game two years in a row, even though last year's Christmas Day game was hampered by COVID, is really cool to see. And we haven't had one Dallas since 2011 when the Mavericks got slaughtered post-championship after the (laughs) walkout. So really interested to see how this goes, and especially with how the Lakers are going to be this year. You know, just really intrigued to see how that team does to see the least.
0: Hey, don't – don't they think they can get Russell Westbrook for, for Kyrie, Irving, and Seth Curry. So oh, Seth Curry.
1: <laughs> okay. Gotcha. 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 But anyhow, I'm uh we'll cover the schedule more as it comes out. But I'm definitely excited for these slated games. All the Mavericks fans have been posting the memes on Twitter surrounding the Mavericks versus Suns rematch. I'm really excited for that. But I am a little bit hesitant as we tweeted yesterday. I have sort of just an inclination to believe the Mavericks are going to just get like absolutely hammered on October 19th when they play the Suns. But I really hope that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, historically like this team in rematch games, hasn't done pretty good. Uh, I believe the last time we played Phoenix and Phoenix on a season opener was in 2018. I think it was Luca's rookie year.
1: Oh yeah, and, it was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it ended too hot either, but of course, the stakes are way higher in this one. The teams are way better than they were. So I think it's gonna be a, a fun matchup. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see
1: it'll be a good test for these Mavericks right off the gate, just to kind of gauge how good they are. Cause you know, if you're if you're going from the standpoint that the Mavericks got slightly worse or maybe stayed the same or even got slightly better and the Suns did the same, you know, just seeing how that third ball handler. Uh, not consistently in the lineup affects the Mavericks versus Suns matchup is going to be very intriguing to me and taking JaVale McGee from the other side and putting it on this Mavericks side. But then again, you know, the Suns got a couple guys too. Um They got Josh Akogi, I believe. Um, I mean, besides that, they re-signed DeAndre Aiden. They, <laughs> like, they got, <laughs> yeah, they got D- Dwayne Washington Jr. on a two-way contract and we're, we were both kind of clamoring for him to come to Dallas or at least get some sort of training camp invite or two-way deal in some capacity um, as one of those lower tier guys. So, you know, I'm really interested to see how everything shakes out for sure. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our new game here, Hookah Magic. So we have 15 different questions slash kind of like topics right here. Jaron is going to have 30 seconds to answer each topic. And you can't elaborate upon your answer whatsoever. You just have to answer it. Um, okay. We'll see how many we get to. If we're running um, short on time, we'll do all 15. But if we're kind of going over a little bit, then we'll probably just go down to about 10. But anyways, without further ado, these are all like hot topics. So anyways, here is the first installment of Hookah Magic. I'm spinning the wheel right now for the first question.
0: Okay, okay. See, I think I got my all time five if that question comes oh, up.
1: Okay. I did, just to preface, I did show Jaron a couple of the questions beforehand, but for the most part, he doesn't know all of these. Okay. So the first question Who is the most important player on this team outside of Luka Doncic? Uh,
0: Dorian Finney Smith or Spencer Dinwiddie. And out of those two, I go Spencer Dinwiddie.
1: Spencer Dinwiddie. Gotcha.
0: You said I can't elaborate either. No, so. you can't
1: elaborate. I, <laughs> I I, get to all offer my opinion after you offer yours on every question, though. Okay. And a couple of days ago, I thought it was Dorian Finney-Smith, but I've since changed my opinion uh, to Spencer Dinwiddie after some extensive Twitter Twitter conversations. There you go. <laughs> Next question. Here we go. Oh, just the one that you would plan for. Top five Mavericks of all time. Go. Oh, Lord.
0: I got 30 seconds. Uh, Power forward, Dirk Nowitzki, of course. I'm trying to, okay, I'm going to leave Luca out of this. You don't have to do it
1: positionally. You can just do it regularly. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Jason Kidd. I I said I'd leave him out, but Luca, Derek Harper, and Sam Perkins. Sam Perkins? He, he's third on the all time rebound least, list. I can't think of any. Maybe Mark Aguirre. I can't really yeah, think of Yeah, but you
1: anything. could have got Mark Aguirre. Wy- you had Mark Aguirre or, Wy- or Rolando Blackman to choose from. I did have name. Rolando
0: Blackman. Uh, yeah. Can I, can I repick?
1: Yeah, um, you can repick, I think. Uh, I'll do other and me are both not near as educated on the Mavericks' 80s and 90s history as it, uh, you guys out there.
0: Was it Tim Ketto? He just released a book on that.
1: He released it a couple years ago, actually, but like oh, okay. Isaac was just getting into it. In Lock on mounds, yeah, but I thought, I thought he had just released it. Okay, but do you want to keep everybody else in there besides Sam Perkins? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, who's your who's your last person?
0: Is that I thought that was five.
1: And Sam oh, okay. with Sam Perkins, it was five. So you you wanted to change it up, right?
0: Oh, then yeah, I'll do Market Wire.
1: Market Wire, okay. Yeah, uh, for me it'd be Dirk, Luca, J Kid. Just because of his two tenures, him and I was kind of debating between him and Nash, though. Um, Then I'd probably go Rolando Blackman and Mark Aguirre. But actually, Derek Aaron,
0: Harper?
1: I'll go Derek Harper over Aguirre just because of his tenure was longer and Aguirre ended yeah. up being traded and stuff. Yeah, so that'd be mine. All right. Next question Who is the best defender in Mavericks history?
0: Oh, oh! I feel like because they won the championship that year, I might – it's between Tyson Chandler or Sean Marion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, and out of those two, I'll go Tyson Chandler because he's more on, like, top five lists.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean he won defensive player of the year next year. I agree. Yeah. That's who I'd pick, even though he only played, like, I guess technically two seasons with the Mavericks, which is crazy. Uh, it feels like – Yeah. You know, all right. Next question. Here we go. All right. Luka Doncic will stay with the Mavs till they make a second move for a superstar or another star until um, blank year. How long will Luka commit to the Mavs before, like, if they just keep making, like, you know, if they kind of just continue on the same track where they are, like, first, second round playoff exits, no real, like, marginal progress? How long will Luka wait to stay with the Mavericks until they make a move?
0: Let's see his contract ends. Is it twenty five or
1: twenty
0: four? Twenty five. I say, I say 24, 25. I I, I don't think twenty four. I give it three years. I think twenty five.
1: Twenty five. And you yeah. think Luca would leave like for certain? You don't think he he possessed the same loyalty at the Mavericks? We're not surrounding the proper talent around him. You think he'd leave?
0: No. Yeah. Just because like what we've. Shown him in the front office, like with Dirk, it was different. Like the front office, actually, I mean that's whenever it started to get into it. But they'd won a championship by the time Dirk was, I guess, about to leave or could have left. Uh, I mean,
1: like they'd been to finals.
0: Yeah, they'd been to finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, With Luca, yeah. I'm elaborating now, but with Luca, it was it's a little different.
1: I understand that. Yeah, no, I I'd probably say like 2025, 2026. All right, next. Um. Question, here we go. That's weird.
0: It's only three years
1: from now. Oh, okay. Here, between the three games that we covered today that are leaked between the season opener, Christmas, and the rematch against the Knicks, what will the Mavs record be in those three games?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two and one. Two and one? Yeah. I think I agree. I think Maybe we we're... dropped the opener.
1: That's what I think, too. That's what I'm thinking, too.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't, we don't like
1: predicting, sca- like, games on the schedule. But, you know, those are, like, three of the more important games. So, I figured I'd throw that one out there. Okay, next question. Luca wins his first MVP in the year blank. 2023. Wow, he's calling it. He
0: thinks it's going to happen year. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I think
1: 2024. Next year. Next year, yeah. Okay. I think he still has a – Ways to go, and I think somebody really exploded onto the scene this year. Can we get? This- I don't know. I just have, like, you know, he's projected to win it, like, every year. He's the odds-on favorite since his sophomore year. And, you know, I don't know. It's just going to – I think I just need more, like, proof. Like, I got to see his start to the season just be complete. But I hope he wins it this year. All Fair right, so next question. Okay. Is-
0: can we get, like, an audio snippet of that? Because I feel like we can, we can make some bets on that.
1: Can we make some bets on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that, that, I'll see what I can do for sure. Oh, uh, it, it redid one of our questions. We got to draw again.
0: Huh. Oh,
1: here's a good one. Who finishes as the better all time Maverick, Dirk or Luca? No elaboration.
0: Uh... Mm, Dirk. I agree.
1: Just because I think, um, as on the current trajectory, Luca might leave at some point, and that that's just what it gives me too uncertainty to pick him. But I think if Luca stays with the Mavericks for his whole career, it's Luca.
0: Definitely Luca. I, yeah. I think the better player is Luca, but yeah, greatest Maverick.
1: Like will be better player. No, I agree. Oh, uh, we got another redraw. Let's do this here. Let's see what we get this time. Who is your Mavericks all-decade first team of the 2010s? Um, and just do it just like NBA all-first team and all that stuff. So, you have to go, like, positionally of the 2010s.
0: Point guard. Um, I might have to go J.J. Barea. I'm trying to think of, like, consistent point guards in that area. I'm not yeah, counting I Montelis. Mean, yeah, he's
1: definitely more of a two, especially. I mean – you know, you do have the two seasons of Luca to go off of.
0: Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I'll go Luca. Okay. I'll go Luca at the one, Montel is at the two, at the three. Um, give me longer than 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, no, this one I'm allowing on you a little more time. This one's kind of hard.
0: <laughs> I don't know who I put at the three. I'll go Dirk at the four. And at the five, I might even throw Tyson Chandler in there for that one year that he gave us.
1: No, two, because he came back in twenty
0: fourteen, fifteen. Oh, he did, yeah. I guess he did come back. Yeah. At, at uh, the three, I want to say I might as well just say Chandler Parsons. Or something. Oh wow, no, I, I can't think of anything. I know
1: you'll, you'll you're missing out on one really key guy here. It's pretty easy for me. I'd go Luca, Monte Ellis, Sean Marion. Uh, so, Dirk, yeah, I thought about Sean, but and then Tyson Chandler. I don't know. I mean, Sean Marion. He, he, he played, played he, yeah. He played what? until about 2013, 14 with the Mavericks, where he finally, I think, um, yeah, okay, went yeah, to the Cavs was. after that. So,
0: yeah, i will go to Sean Marion. I forgot, I forget he played until like
1: 2014. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my, my result well. They first team as well. Okay, next question.
0: Wait, who is your point guard on that list? Luca. Oh, Luca. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Because I mean, as good as JJ was, I think two years of Luca was enough to warrant him. Okay. If it was just Luca's rookie year, I'd probably pick JJ. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's see. We got another redraw.
0: Nice.
1: Oh, here's a good one. Just yes or no. Will the Mavericks make another move before the season starts? And, like, I'm talking, like, significant move, not just, like, two-way or training camp or one of the guys from the training camp invites, makes a roster. Like, Will they? Camp. If you just have to y- bet yes or no.
0: Y-E-S, I think they will. You think yes? I think yes.
1: I'm going to go no on that one. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just – I don't know if it's just the dog days of the offseason catching up to me, but <laughs> I'm becoming, like, increasingly more inconfident that they're going to do something before the season starts. That might just be me.
0: Uh, I think they make a move, hopefully, here soon. That way, they can go to training camp. I mean, I guess it
1: doesn't have to be before training camp. It could be, like, during preseason or something like that. But I hope days. it happens
0: before training camp. <laughs>
1: this one's a little messed up but it, it is funny will mark cuban ever sell the team before he dies yes or no <laughs>
0: let's see how old is he is he 60 or is he himself? let me let me
1: see how old he is i and think this is not to say that we don't wish mark good health and everything no, else that. He got... we're just we're just kind of projecting here
0: <laughs> we're
1: projecting yeah there's this is this guy i guess let's see mark cuban is 64 just
0: oh.
1: 64. Wow, he's older than a lot of people would think.
0: You know, I'm gonna go no, cause he's so passionate.
1: I agree. I'd say no. That's tough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I think as he gets older, he takes a step back. I hope, but
1: no, yeah, we'll we'll see. We will definitely see.
0: It's <laughs> a good question, though. I like yeah,
1: that. I'm having to redraw. We're just drawing. All our questions to our eyes. So I'm trying to get. Oh, here's a good one. The Mavericks would be the blank seed in the West this year if Jalen Brunson stayed on the team.
0: Oh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. that's a good one. I like yeah. that one. I'll go three. I think they beat out the Nuggets.
1: I would go probably like three or four. Yeah. I would, if I had to like definitively say, I'd say three. I agree. Let's... I, I think
0: that team would just be amazing especially with the addition of christian wood yeah and yeah
1: here's a good one for the 2010s what is your all mavericks decade worst team
0: oh uh i'll go solemn measure at the five Uh, are we talking like guys that like consistent consistently played
1: no they can have like a little short stints like it doesn't really have to necessarily be like who was the like worst player like it can just be like from a out like a meme perspective like an outward perspective however you want to interpret it
0: okay should I throw OJ Mayo at that one
1: well he did have a really good season the one season he played so I wouldn't put him in there that's just me though
0: okay did he ever play basketball after that again
1: yeah no he played with the Bucks a little bit um and then I think a year I think it was like 2016 I want to say when he was suspended for anti-drug violations
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. throw saw at the five. This this one's tough. I gotta like. Uh oh, Lamar Odom at the four or three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you might need to help me out here.
1: Um. Do you yeah. want to hear like what mine would be? Yogi Ferrell. You do a Yogi. That's because he's a meme. But well, you you'd pick him over like Rajon Rondo.
0: Oh, I forgot. Dang, I forgot about Rondo. Yeah, no,
1: Rondo, Rondo the one. I mean, Yogi contributed in this couple seasons. He did,
0: but he's just he's just funny. That's why. No,
1: okay. Um, I think I would probably go like Rajon Rondo. Yeah. At the one, this is a tough one. At the two, I'd probably go Derek Fisher because of the way he forced his way out of Dallas so fast. When did he?
0: When did he play in the Mavs?
1: for, like, seven games in the 2011-12 season, and then he got traded to the Thunder and then was, like, really good for them and helped them get to the championship. I mean, he was a good role player on that team. Okay. Yeah, like, the post-championship year or the year after that, one of the two is when Derek Fisher was on the Mavs at the beginning of the season.
0: I just didn't know whenever you played on the Mavs. Yeah, no, you're good.
1: Um, At the three, this is going to be kind of hottish, take-ish, but I'd probably go Jared Cunningham because – Okay. You know, the Mavericks really haven't had too many first round picks um over the last like decade or whatever. You know, you can kind of look at you could maybe be like, oh, Shane Larkin is a case, but I'd definitely pick Rondo over him. So if we're just going like positionally, Jared Cunningham's kind of a two or three. And you know, he was like one of the guys post championship because they got yes. him in that um 2012 draft. Like, you know, if him being a positive asset really could have helped. Um, net something to help Dirk out, but he like barely played whatsoever in the NBA coming out of Oregon State. So I'd put him number, um, at small forward. I'd put Lamar Odom at, um, I put Lamar Odom at the four. And then, you know, I like my boy Sala. I think he contributes. I do like Sala, but, um, if I had to pick a center, um, if we're counting this guy just because the Mavericks drafted him, even though I don't know, I don't know if he ever actually saw the floor. I know he was on the summer league team, but I'm going to go sat and I'm seeing. Because I mean, I'm technically counting him as Maverick, but that was Mark Cuban's just the biggest PR pick of all time. And yeah, I, I still know. have regrets what to this day. But actually, a close second would be DeAndre Jordan for him flaking on us and then deciding to come back when he was older and a little more washed up. So uh, he'd be my second because oh, yeah. uh, Sala contributed to the Mavericks and he was friends with Luca. Fair
0: enough. He was friends with Luca. I'm just That's doing it. it. He, he just, he had a funny, funny, uh, he ran I think final.
1: Jaren's still, in spite that he costed us getting the number one or two pick in um, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Let's see if I have any more on here. A lot of these are coming up twice.
0: Figured by the end of it. Let's see. Yeah. yeah, I can
1: look on here. I'm gonna look on the list.
0: We've probably covered eight or nine, I think. What did you? Say? I feel like we've covered eight or nine. So.
1: Yeah, I think we've got probably like through like eight to ten, something like that. Yeah. Okay, here's a here's a good one. Oh, this is one we have not got to that I wanted to definitely get to. The Mavericks would have won blank championships if Steve Nash stayed.
0: No, uh, let's see. In 2006, they went to the championship. Steve Nash was on the squad whenever they went to the Western Conference Finals in 2003, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say I'll put it. let I got to think about the other teams in that era. Like the Lakers were still good. Spurs are really good. Spurs are really good, you know, but I think we beat out the Spurs. I I think we win two.
1: That's what I would say, too. I think that we'd win two in that era plus the 2011 championship.
0: So, but okay. who knows if the
1: Mavs would have accumulated that roster, Steve Nash Day and all that. But I think, you know, two before the 2011 year. Okay. Predict the Mavs record this year.
0: Um, Is this – Current roster.
1: Yes, current roster.
0: Current roster. I'll go. Let's see. How would it? What would the losses? Would it be forty-six and thirty-eight? Forty-six and thirty-eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll go forty-six I, and
1: 38 or forty-five and thirty-nine. Yeah, I was gonna go forty-five. Um, forty-seven and thirty-five. So right along that track. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: mm-hmm. probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see what other ones we have here. I ask you, who's the most important player on this Mavericks team? We've already went through this in a pod, but just to reiterate, who's the second best player on this Mavericks team?
0: Second best, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah.
1: Hot take. I'm gonna go. I do think he's the most important of the two, but if I'm I'm gonna go, I've changed my opinion on this a little bit. If I'm projecting, I'm gonna go Christian Wood. Yeah, if really I'm, projecting, started, I'm, Christian I'm Wood. really starting to go into I've. Started to buy into the hype as of recent.
0: I I did buy into the hype, and then we hit the off-season slump. And realistically, right now, it's Spencer Dinwiddie. But if I'm projecting, it's definitely Chris Wood.
1: Yeah. No, I see what you're saying there. And that's actually all 15 of the questions. Yeah, that was everything.
0: Okay. Yeah, we just wanted to hash
1: it out. um, Get through some of that uh, schedule news. We'll go through the full schedule as it comes out tomorrow. Sort of just kind of break it up into segments month by month things of that nature. That's going to be a really fun pod. Thank you guys for listening today. A little bit of a shorter pod, but we just want to cover, uh, cover some of the little bits of news that came out the last couple of days and have a little fun game pod for you guys. So anyways, that's going to be it for today. Subscribe to us on any platform that you're listening on. Give us a five-star rating, um, whatever you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever you're listening to. Make sure to rate us and subscribe if you really like us and enjoy us. But with that being said, we will see you guys tomorrow. Mainstream Mavs signing out. See ya.